Warning, listening to spooky things creates a high sense of paranoia, anxiety, and the all-around heebie-jeebies. Listeners are advised. know Shelby what what character are you so I am Toga from My Hero Academia and so so I got these giant buns and my headphones won't stay on my buns (laughs) and then I painted my face as Pennywise the dancing clown so Pennywise from Stephen King's It we will post a picture of this later because it's quite comical actually (laughs) so this is like the true definition of like an anime character like the ginormous headphones and everything so (laughs) rocking it okay anyway happy halloween again guys so of course by the time you're hearing this it's already november but we are recording this on halloween so happy spooky season yay (laughs) so my name is shelby and i'm ren and you all are listening to Midnight Spirits Paranormal Podcast. <laughs> so we have a super exciting place for you guys today. This is one of Ren's absolute most favorite places to be. It is. So we're pretty excited about it. I've heard her talk so much about it, about everything that happens on it, and hopefully one day I will get to go and see it and experience it for myself but also um please excuse me if I have a list because these things are hard to talk <laughs> yeah she's like things <laughs> I got things and I keep biting my tongue on it and this we're gonna have a good day <laughs> but so yeah so do you want to tell them about our yes. favorite place okay so guys the day is finally here that we are going to talk to you about Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Yay! I'm so excited. So excited. So, so I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Shelby give you guys um, the rundown of the history of the sanatorium, and then I'm going to chime in towards the end regarding some actual experiences that we had there. Um, well, that I had there. Um, and then also probably just uh, throw in some fun things that we did while we were there. So nice. Now, how many times have you actually been there? I feel like I feel like I've it's it's either two or three times. 
I'm pretty sure it's two times, but the team that I went with has gone like three or four times. Okay. So, but I think me personally, I think I've been there twice. Okay. And Rin will get to her, I think one of her craziest things that she's done there, but I'll let her tell about <laughs> it when, when we get there. So, all right. So if you don't know where Waverly Hills sanatorium is it is located in jefferson county in kentucky it is kind of a if you don't actually know the location it's kind of hard to get to by itself um even their website has said that they because they sell tickets for haunted houses paranormal tours everything like that right now and they even said specific specify oh my goodness on their website that you know to plug in the coordinates on their ticket because a lot of the times what google pops up is just not the correct location and so it causes issues when trying to find the place so but to can go on so originally the land was purchased by major thomas h hayes in 1883 so he actually bought this beautiful, beautiful property up on a hilltop was surrounded by beautiful woods. And he bought this property because he needed a school for his daughters to attend to. And with that, so he purchased the land and started a one room schoolhouse located on what was called Pages Lane at the time. So there he hired a woman by the name of Lizzie Harris to teach the school. And because of her love for the tiny school and uh, some books called Waverly Novels, mm -hmm. um, it's how the school became known as the Waverly School. And Hayes actually liked the name a lot, but he changed it from Waverly School to rename the property Waverly Hills. So shortly after um, about night, I think it was late, early 1900s. I yeah, early 1900s. Yeah, I couldn't find the exact date of when the property was bought from Hayes, but the property was purchased by the board of tuberculosis and they kept the name of Waverly Hills. So the original building was a two-story building and it was not large enough to hold patients. So they reconstructed the building in 1908 and opened their business up on July 26th of 1910. So the building was originally designed to hold 40 to 50 tuberculosis patients. Um, I'm going to be calling it TB because that's what it is for short. So it was originally designed to hold 40 to 50 TB patients in a safe, safe time. So during the late 1910s, early 1900s, everything like that, TB was a very large problem. It was a pandemic, kind of like how we are in now. And so the patients had to be isolated from the general public. And that's because if you don't know what TB is, it is a highly contagious disease that is originated from bacteria that attacks the lungs. So some TB patients don't actually exhibit symptoms, kind of like what we're dealing with now, but most people, if they had severe enough symptoms, would have bloody coughs, experiences weight loss, night sweats, fevers, and some, and more like a lot, resulted in death, unfortunately, because at that time there was no vaccine, there was no antibiotics that could be used to help prevent the spread of it. So... Many of the sanatoriums were built on high hills uh, with peaceful woods to provide a soothing atmosphere for patients to recover and get plenty of uh, fresh air. So when TB became a large epidemic in Kentucky and Waverly Hills had 
approximately 140 patients, if not more. Mm -hmm. So like I said earlier, this building was only designed to hold 40 to 50. So they were already three times over their limit of what they could actually hold. And this was a major issue because during this time, TB was an airborne disease, but nobody understood that and nobody knew that. So they overcrowded the patients. And then of course, this spread just continued to go. So during that time, Waverly Hills became what was called a self-contained community. It was a city within itself. So it had its own zip code. It had a post office, water treatment facility, even its own garden and farm so that they could have fresh fruits and vegetables and their own meat supply. And the talk of the town regarding Waverly Hills during this time was this. So once you went to Wa Waverly, you became a permanent resident on the hill. Yep. So meaning you can come in, but you, you don't can't go, go home. Yep. You don't leave. So the hospital that we see standing today could accumulate accommodate, sorry, accommodate 400 plus patients. So the construction for the new sanatorium started in March of 1924 and opened in October 17th of 1926. So during this time, it was considered to be the most modern and well-equipped facility during its time, which was absolutely outstanding for how everything was. So it was a tuberculosis hospital until about 1961 when an antibiotic was created that successfully treated and cured TB. So what happened was, was after this vaccine and or the, vaccine, the antibiotic was created, the building was just no longer needed. So it was just an obsolete building. So Waverly Hills was closed and quarantined and renovated again in 1962 as the Woodhaven Medical Services yeah, Woodhaven Medical Services. So it was a geriatric facility. And that remained open until 1981. Now I did see on a couple of sites, like Ren, you might know this just a little better than I would, just in case it's not true. But the building was bought in 1983 to become a minimum security prison, but those plans fell through because there were a very large amount of complaints from the neighbors. Mm -hmm. So uh, slowly over the next few de decades, medical equipment was moved out, patients, nurses, doctors, hospital care people all began to move back to their normal community life. This left the building basically abandoned, but not forgotten. <laughs> so during this time, the buildings would be vandalized, destroyed, and nearly condemned just because of everything that was happening. The owners at the time did not care about the building and did very little to actually stop the people from destroying the property. This continued on until 2001 when Waverly Hills Sanatorium was purchased by historical and paranormal enthusiasts Charles and Tina Mattingly. Mm -hmm. So they have worked extremely hard to restore the building and the surrounding property to its former glory and it is now one of the largest spots for paranormal investigators. So. Yeah, you, you talk to any, like anybody that is interested in paranormal investigation. And the first question I always get is, have you ever been to Waverly Hills? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so happy you brought that up. <laughs> I am so happy we can be friends now. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, you pretty much hit everything. Um, it is such an awesome place to visit, but it is spooky. Um, 
So first of all, so like you kind of said in the beginning, when you go to visit, um, you can either, you have to book it. So you, right. and, and they've thankfully changed this. I was actually just on their site looking at it. Um, they've changed how you schedule things now. So it used to be um, Waverly Hills would open up their scheduling the first week of January. Okay. And that phone, you had to call, you had to call to schedule. And that phone, you would spend one to two days consistently trying to get through and get, what? and get, yeah, and get an investigation booked oh um, for private investigations. Um, they used to have it where you could um, reserve, you could either reserve the whole building, um, but I think it's, you have to pay a thousand dollars to reserve it. This is how it used to be. Um, you had to pay a thousand dollars to reserve it and any additional person, uh, it would be like a hundred dollars extra for each additional person. Okay. So what we used to do, a group of friends and I, um, <laughs> we would designate, designate two to three people to be in charge of getting through on the phones. And we would literally sit there and watch a movie and camp out on a couch and just nonstop call until we got through. Oh and it was gosh. one of those things where you just had to pick a day and everybody had to just request that day off. Um, that's, that's, that is how it used to be. Oh um, my goodness. Yeah, no lie. Um, so you would do that. And then, so we would usually, we would say, okay, we need a, a, we need a minimum of 10 people to go with us because that was about $100 per person. Okay. So for $100 per person, um, you could book out Waverly Hills, essentially, as long as you had 10 people or more, it would right. be $100. Um, that's not including, um, you know, the hotel or anything like that. Right, right. Um, so that's kind of a rundown on how you book it. Now it's essentially they've updated their site to the point that it just has their schedule and you pick a day and you pay and you book it. So it's a lot more convenient now, but yeah, back, back when they had first, like, yeah. So they would do that. Um, so you could book it and have the sanatorium to yourself, or you could join in on a, what they would call a public investigation, okay. which means that you investigate the place, but you investigate with a ton of people. Like, I think they would book it out to like 50 people. So okay. If you're part of a team, it would be more beneficial for you to just book the place out and have it all to yourselves because then you know who's there. You have contacts with every single person because usually paranormal investigators will use walkie-talkies right. um, to communicate with each other. So, so yeah, evidence is a little safer when it's just you. Um, and then another fun fact. So Waverly Hills actually has a separate area. Well, it's not really a separate area, but it's kind of like a museum slash gift shop area. Okay. And that's essentially where most paranormal teams um, will set up their home base, mm -hmm. which is kind of like where, you know, if you have a DVR system, you would put your monitors for those cameras. Um, you would put all of your equipment there. You put your personal items, your snacks, stuff like that. So, um, but they actually had, I don't know if they still do, but they had a cat that they would let like hang out in the gift shop. Is it a headless orange cat? No, no, no. And it, it had a box with a bed and this cat's name was Spirit. 
So they named it Spirit's Box. <laughs> Brilliant, right? So, so yeah, it was adorable. So I think I have a picture of, of that cat somewhere. But it was, yeah, it was really cool, though, to see, like, the museum and the gift shop and all of that. Because, you know, um, when people bought T-shirts or any money that was paid to investigate Waverly went back into Waverly. Which was um, nice. Yeah. Like you said, though, um, people have snuck in and they have, unfortunately, vandalized the place. So a lot of the the walls will have, you know, writing on them. They've also turned it into a um, a stage a staged haunted house. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, I did see that. Yeah, around Halloween. I don't know that they're still doing that. Um, they're not. I, don't th- I was gonna say I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't think they are. But I know when we when we visited, uh, they did. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the rundown on if if how it used to be when you booked it and like the the you know side stuff. Um, but like you mentioned earlier, the location is very hard to find. So you have like, you pull up to a drive, like a drive, it's a very long drive. It's a gravel drive and it's roped off. So you can't even get to the, uh, the sanatorium. Um, you can't see it from the street. It's literally in the middle of not necessarily a forest, but it's a heavily wooded area. Yeah, it's though. a heavily wooded area, and it's right smack dab in the middle of it. So the people in town can't see it, and it's roped off so far that you can't just drive by and see it. Like, you legit have mm-hmm. to have a reason to be there um, for them to let you in. So, right. so um, because a lot of people did complain, and I know that it, it has been talk um, that... I don't know, necessarily know if it was the government, but somebody was looking to seize it essentially um, and turn it into like something else uh, because so many people don't like the, the history of it. And even though you can't necessarily see it from the street, it's considered kind of like a damper on the town, which is crazy because in this field, like it is like the holy grail you know, so many of us. So that's why a lot of people continue to book it out and they visit numerous times because as long as it's getting the attention, it's safe. Right. They've talked about turning it into a bed and breakfast. Um, I don't think they've done that yet. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into Waverly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of, there's been new, like I said, I've been there, I've been there at least twice. Um, every single time there's been an experience. Um, in our first, was it our first? No, maybe it was our third, our third episode where I was talking about the light anomaly. Mm-hmm. That happened there. Mm-hmm. My, my first visit. That's the one um, where it looked like somebody had a flashlight on the other end of the hall and we went looking and there was absolutely nobody there. Um, we, we rang the, the walkie talkie and we were like, Hey, is anybody I'm thinking, I'm trying to remember what floor it was on. Wasn't it like the third or fourth? I was going to say, I think it was the third. I think it was the third floor. 
Um, could have been the fourth. And, but yeah, we rang everybody and we're like, is anybody up here? Is anybody on the other side? And everybody like told us their location and nobody was around us. So I have absolutely no idea how, um, how that happened. Um, there is talk that a woman who was a nurse there committed suicide there. I believe that was on the fifth floor. Um, there's more of a story behind it, but a lot of it's just kind of heavily rumored. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. I don't really want to pass rumors along, right. but but yeah, there is a rumor that a nurse did commit suicide there. Supposedly she hung herself on one of the doorways. So it's said that she is there. It is also said that a boy named, I believe, Timmy is there. So we did bring a ball one time to kind of see if it would roll around and it did. So that was that was pretty interesting in a couple of locations. Um, yeah. Now, one thing that you didn't mention, though, that I would like to make mention of is Mm -hmm. so back before anybody knew much about TB, like you said, it's an airborne disease, but they didn't necessarily know that They, they thought that the fresh air would help cure these patients. Um, so if you go visit Waverly, you'll see that like the, like, I think it's like the second and third floors don't have windows. So okay. that's that's why a lot of investigators will kind of, they want to call early the day that it opened, back back when I did it. Right. You to call and get in as soon as you could because the spring and summer months fill up because the place doesn't have windows. So you don't want to go in February or March because it's still chilly. And- <laughs> Yeah. And, but you also don't want to go in like July or August yeah, because then it's like a hundred degrees. But anyway, so it doesn't have windows on, I think, like I said, I think it's like the second through the fourth floor or the second through the third. It's been a hot minute since I've been there. Um, But they didn't have windows because they thought that they, that the fresh air would help cure them. Mm -hmm. It would take away the, the illness. So it's, it was not uncommon for them to roll the patient's beds out in the hallways so that, you know, they could get the fresh air and hopefully the fresh air would cure them. They were doing this in December. No. So these patients were sitting there and, and they didn't have a choice. They just rolled your bed on out into the hallway to face the window, hoping that the fresh air would come, you know, come cure you. And I mean, these patients sat there with no windows and snow, like accumulating on their beds and their blankets. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yep. There's also a, what they call the body shoot. <clears throat> Sorry, I choked. <laughs> um, they have a body shoot. Do you know about this? I think you've told me, but. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. Okay. So the body chute is essentially a very long, dark hallway. And they built this on because they wanted to give the uh, patients there that were fighting TB some hope. And it didn't provide them a lot of hope when people started consistently dying. Right. They didn't want 
they didn't want the patients there that were fighting for their lives to see how many bodies they were taking out of the sanatorium. Okay. So what they did was they created what they called the body chute or the, the body tunnel. And they would take the patients there and then they would use this long tunnel to take them out to, you know, where the coroner was or what have you, where they would pick up the bodies and take them to the, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so they would take them to the morgue and then, you know, then they would take them from the morgue to the body shoot to, now, I mean, when I say body shoot, it's not like, you know, they just took the bodies and slid them right, down. Right, and, right, right, right. Like they had carts, but it was just a long tunnel that they would use uh, to kind of keep that scene away from those that were still alive and trying to fight uh, for their life. So, so that is a very well-known area and a very active area in Waverly. A lot of voices are heard in there um, at the other end of the tunnel. We heard those. Uh, there was also like knocking and there was even a, uh, a, like a rock that had gotten thrown and we heard it on the other end. So yeah. Weird. Yeah. So that was interesting. Uh, but yeah, voices are very common in, in the, the body shoot area. And we, we experienced a, uh, a conversation couldn't tell you what was said, but you could hear like two people talking. It was crazy. Maybe it was like a doctor talking to a nurse or something, something like that. Yeah. So, so that was interesting. Um, trying to think of what else I be- there's also, it's said that a doppelganger is there and the doppelganger for those that don't know, it's kind of a, it's more of like an urban spirit legend that if you run into your doppelganger, you die. Like you can't see yourself in spirit form. Okay. It's a popular belief amongst the paranormal. Um, but yeah, so there's this entity that's called doppelganger and it essentially takes on the form of somebody else. And so if you run into yourself, then it's said that you die because there can't be two of you. So I don't want to die. <laughs> so yeah, there's tons of tons of uh, stories of the spirits that are there and why they're there. Um, most of them are believed to just be past patients, um, but you do have some that were like, you know, the doppelganger. I know there's another one. I I can't remember his name, and I'm I believe it's at Waverly Hills, um, but he suffered from giganticism. Mm-hmm. And so they think that he's still there lurking around, but, but yeah. So one thing that I did (laughs) was when we went, it wasn't the first time we went. The first time I went, I was, I was too much of a a baby. The second time though, I was like, let's go. Friends like, let's do this. Let's do this. And they still have the, uh, the, the drawers to the morgue. Mm-hmm. So we rolled out one of the, the gurneys in the drawer and I actually climbed up into the morgue drawer and my friend and I, we took a picture. So if you guys are ever interested in that, let us know and I'll, I'll post it. But yeah, so, so yeah, that's, that was like 2013 probably. 
I think 2012, 2013, when we took that, you can tell the camera is absolutely terrible. <laughs> so <laughs> give but, it credit for what it is. Yeah. That was back when like smartphones just came out. If I'm showing my age at all, but yeah. So they, they took, they snapped a picture and my friend and I are just like chilling in this like morgue drawer, just like, Hey, no, did anybody like push you in and close it? Yeah. That's where you're crazy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I posted it. I posted it to Facebook and everybody was like, you are nuts. I was like, well, who else can say that they laid in the Waverly Hills morgue and lived and has a picture to prove it. So I think that's cool. A lot of people think it's weird, but I think it's cool. I still think but, it's cool. But it is haunting to like, when you go back and you think about it, like that's a place where literally people died of TV and you right. just laid there. Like it's weird, but <laughs> it's also interesting. So, so yeah, but no, there's tons of, there's tons of stories that I give give about the sanatorium. Um, it was always interesting to get the walking tour. Uh, we also had um, several devices that, you know, went off unexpectedly. Batteries drained like crazy. Uh, shadow people is another big one at Waverly Hills, which we just talked about last, last week. So a lot of people say that they see shadow people. A lot of people feel as though they're being followed. I know me and a few friends felt that way, you know, and it's so weird because you walk and I don't know if it's the echo mm -hmm. when you walk, but you walk and it literally sounds like somebody is right behind you. And so you stop and you turn around and you look and there's nobody there. So then you start walking again and, and then you start hearing it again. So it's just like, I don't know if that's just the echo. <laughs> It'd be like, please stop following me, man. I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. So, but those are my personal experiences. I don't, there's a really cool one, but I, I didn't ask them if I could share it. So I'm not going to, Aww. um, yeah, I, I didn't have a chance to ask them if I could share it. I'm sure it would be fine if I don't use their name, but it, it wasn't my experience. So I would like to ask them, but right. I might mention it at the beginning of our next, our next episode, just because I, like I said, I want to be respectful. I want to get their permission to talk about it, but he is pretty open in talking about it, but right. it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's just really cool because it's like, whatever is there, it likes to like lurk and follow. Um, it likes, it likes to mess with females hair. It likes to poke. Um, we have had objects go flying off of people yeah like it it and it's the lobby area that, really the lobby on the first floor so not not the gift shop but the actual right. lobby of waverly hills yeah there's something there that it it's not it's not very nice but it's a patient that's not happy that he can never leave right right something but yeah it it's just yeah it's just crazy. There's just so much that you could say about Waverly. It's hard to condense it down to like a 30, 40 minute episode, but, but yeah, I, I would love to go back. It's my absolute favorite place. 
I know I keep saying, um, and, but yeah, and it's like been like super <laughs> scattered, but I'm just like, oh, in this and this and this and this, there's just, so much I could tell you <laughs> honestly. And it's like, there's so much in my brain that I'm like, this happened and this happened and this happened. And, and here we are. <laughs> and then I end up just like, but it is really cool. Um, it did start as the initial, uh, building. They have since built the wings on it. If you haven't gotten online and looked up Waverly Hills, do it. It is ginormous. (laughs) It is ginormous. It's also a good place to kind of do. um, So I'm my style of investigating. I'm not somebody that likes to go in and and interrogate. I don't do that. Um, I try to stay respectful, uh, especially with the history that's there. Right. Um, But a lot of investigators do like to dress as like they like to bring doctor attire and walk the halls to kind of get some activity that way, which that's a more peaceful approach to it, if you ask me. Is it though? Yeah, I mean you're not you're not shouting at them. You just have the the coat. Well, right, so, but that's still intimidating for a lot mm, of them. Not necessarily. It would be one thing if you put no, it would be one thing if you put on the coat and you're walking around like yelling at patients and stuff. But if you just put the coat on, essentially, it's just a trigger object, which yeah. might might have them um, come to you easier because a lot of them, well, they say that a lot of spirits will kind of like sit back unless they're a more aggressive spirit, but they'll sit back and kind of like watch. And that's why like in Waverly, a lot of them kind of just watch or follow they don't necessarily make themselves known. Um, whereas if you were to put on like a doctor's uniform or even carry a flashlight or something, um, they would recognize you as that and mm-hmm. they would be more willing to interact. That's the thinking behind. Now, it's one thing if you just like use that and you use it as a trigger object and right. to make to make to kind of blend in with the environment so you're not some outsider that they scatter away from Mm -hmm. it kind of draws them to you that's the idea behind that it's completely different when you put on a doctor's jacket and you walk the halls shouting orders you know shouting this and shouting that that's when I would consider that more of an an interrogation um, versus just simply trying to blend in and make them feel a little more at ease okay so so yeah, but that is, that would be a good place for it. Um, if you do do that though, like I said, be cautious and be respectful. Whenever you go into these places, always be respectful. It's really sad to see the windows broken and the, you know, doors and the walls painted all over. And they actually, they used, they used to have some like equipment there still as well, like tables mm-hmm. and stuff from, the medical standpoint and people once again broke in and they stole pieces of that stuff. So that's really sad to see um, just because it is such a precious piece of history. Right. You know, and the story that's there is definitely one to be respected, Mm -hmm. but so yeah, 
Um, it's not a glamorous place by any means. It's very dirty. It's, you know, there's no power, no electricity. The only power is in, I believe, in the, um, the guest area. Okay. So everything else is kind of dark. Um, but yeah. And spooky. Yeah. But that's all I'll say about Waverly. Like I said, I could ramble on and on and on and on for days because I love it so much. But She loves Waverly. I love Waverly. But, but I will stop it here. <laughs> but if you guys are interested in more stories about Waverly, definitely let us know. Um, maybe we could do a second episode on it, just kind of like we mentioned about shadow people next mm-hmm. season. So, so yeah. So hopefully, uh, I know their website says that they're not taking people right now. So yeah, hopefully, due to COVID. hopefully at some point we they will open things back up just because one they are a nonprofit organization at the moment so everything that they do to restore the building is taken as donations at this point just because they can't do the tours they can't do the investigations just because a lot of people cannot travel at the moment Mm -hmm. so you know if you're feeling inclined to donate to them as well go right ahead so that helps them keep the building up so that hopefully once everything blows over at some point in time, Ren and I can go and visit it again. Yes. Um, It looks like they've changed a couple of things too. So apparently they do still do the haunted house. They just aren't doing it this season due to COVID. Um, But it looks like they are offering like a Halloween guided tour. Um, So there's that. And then it looks like they changed the times of the paranormal investigations I'm not entirely sure what the private investigation entails, but the one that I see here is kind of like a book with us, bring your own equipment. There's a hundred spots available. So like I was telling you earlier, if you do a public investigation, you're investigating with anywhere from 50 to a hundred people. Yeah, I, I, I would much rather do a private group and do it that way so so yeah but I guess there's runs from like that that uh what they call ghost hunt paranormal investigation um it looks like this is specifically for today so Halloween but it looks like the last private tour or the last haunted tour where would exit the building at 2 a.m and then the Halloween investigation would take place from 2 a.m to 8 a.m tomorrow oh my so yeah yeah I'm trying to remember I think when I can't remember what the hours were when we booked it the few times we did but they had a set time that you could go in and then you had it until 5 a.m the next day okay so we we would usually pack our stuff around like four and then head out because they say that you know air quotations witching hour is from 1 a.m to 3 a.m So usually if it was pretty quiet or we had a ton of activity between those hours and it got to be like 2.30, 3 o'clock and it just died, um, we would usually, we would usually give it like another half hour to 45 minutes. And if it was, there was just nothing, then we would be like, all right, let's go ahead and call it. Right. So yeah, but, but yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. We were very excited to present it to you. I've been super excited to do this one for a while now. Yes. 
but if you haven't gotten on Google, Google Waverly Hills Sanatorium, uh, just, just see the pictures. They have pictures of the inside and the outside. Um, it is a very spooky, haunting, giant building. So I highly recommend doing that. It's been featured on several uh, ghost investigation shows. So you can easily look up some of those, see their experiences, learn a little more of the history. Right. But yeah, that's all I've got for you. Yay! Well, that's all I'm going to allow myself to present <laughs> today. <laughs> Until next time. Until next time. But yeah, if you guys are interested in hearing more about Waverly or hearing more about shadow people, like we mentioned last time, definitely feel free to uh, reach out to us on Twitter. We're at Spirits Midnight. And we're also on Instagram as Midnight Spirits Podcast. And then we also have an email. We are Midnight Spirits Podcast at gmail.com. And we also have a Patreon. So if you feel inclined and would like to donate to that, um, feel free. We have a couple of tiers with special rewards there. Uh, I believe we're uh, Midnight Spirits on there, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. But other than that, that's all I got for you. I'm going to make myself stop talking about Waverly now. <laughs> but, it's okay, Ren. We know your obsession now. I love Waverly. I love <laughs> Waverly. That's a place that, like, it just has such a history and so many experiences. It is impossible to, one, not be scattered and all over the place with this. But, two... Um, it's impossible to just condense it all to like 30 minutes. So, right. So, but again, let us know, let us know if you would like to hear more about it. We can go a little more in depth of the history um, or the experiences, but we appreciate you tuning in and listening to us. Yes. Thank you. Once again, happy Halloween. I happy know you'll Halloween. hear this tomorrow, but please stay safe, stay healthy, make good choices and love everyone (laughs) (laughs) all right well we'll see you guys next week thank you again for tuning in and i think next week we'll actually be in the same room together yes so so time did not allow us to do that it wasn't nobody's sick we just (laughs) (laughs) we had a very small amount of time and we were like we'll zoom it so yes yes but yeah next week we'll be we should be in the same room again (laughs) you in that headset with your buns i lost it (laughs) All right, guys, have a great one. Thank you. Bye. Bye.